For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jeff burton and jamie rivers uh joining you here on a uh, tuesday uh in st louis gentlemen how goes it uh it goes it how good. about you over there good 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 a little note to to you guys and, and to myself, although, uh, you know, I just started working out again, like hardcore. You know, I got on the train a little while ago. Right. I fell off a little bit. Back on now, pretty religiously, eating better. Well, I found out just a week ago, we have a gym. Yes. It's attached to this building or whatever. And I thought, okay, it's going to be like one of those little hotel gyms, you know, like an old stationary bike. Maybe a medicine ball. Maybe one of those things around your waist. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With I the, didn't even know those strap. things didn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very sanitary for yeah, sure. Yeah, totally, um, especially now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's none of those things. It's actually a really nice gym. Super nice. Yeah, yeah. Huh. super nice gym. So I went over there yesterday, bumped into King Scott, and he was walking in. So he kind of led me into the, the workout area. And I said, oh, my gosh. You know, I would have never known this was here. So today was my first workout, like, at our Hubbard Radio City Place gym. Guys, you should probably stop your workout well before you have to leave and do something else. I'm still leaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just Is it like the after shower sweat? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, like I got good cardio in today, did a little bit of chest and back, you know, looked at the time. I knew that Jeff, you know, Mariah Carey here, we had to be on time for the podcast. Uh, I mean, you, know, you use an excuse for something tomorrow. I can't remember what it is, but... Okay, well, just, do, go, just go to the baseball game with the show that do, I'm on. That's and all. do we want to go by the text messages that we all shared last night when we were going to do this on yeah. Thursday? I yeah. told you guys, 11.07. So after my workout, I showered really quickly, and then I got out of the shower. I thought, this is great. Now, and then I just started leaking. Oh, uh, that's like the sweating. worst, man. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a gun. So now I'm like, okay, note to self. Maybe stop the workout a little earlier. Or <laughs> I, I talked cool to down, Brad yeah. Barnes or, with the fast lane. I'm like, I'm going to bring a fan in, maybe right, put in the office. I can't do this. Yeah, talk, yeah, to Brad, talk, to, talk to Brad Barnes about working out. That's a, <laughs> it's a good idea. No, more about the fan. He likes to sweat, too. <laughs> you know, guys, I want to ask sort of a um, a weird question for this podcast. Uh, not really weird, but is it about long division? No, it is not. Okay, it's it's a it's a bit of a baseball question. Okay. Um. So over the you know the Cardinals won last night, but over the course of the last couple of weeks, oh man, it's it's really been tough to call it baseball. To be honest, it's with you. it's they're just lying in the weeds, boys. Well, I mean, it, it feels almost embarrassing. Weeds are getting high. Yeah. Lying in the weeds. When when does it come time for an organization? Even a good one to go, whew, we have made some strategic errors here. And you, you know, not blow it up and start all over. But my question specifically about the Cardinals is I wonder if Schilt, Maddox, and Albert, all three need to go. And if they need to start over again in those prime positions. And I know that this can kind of bleed over into other sports. You know, at what point, you know, when there is a successful. Uh, you know, front office, 
that's had a great run but really is on a cold stretch, at what point do you start making those moves? Because I'm trying to not be the fire, fire, fire guy, even though I just said that. But at some point, you got to shock the system. And up until, like, I mean, last night was nice, but, man, these Cardinals look dead in the water well, I don't the last think, couple weeks. I don't think Schilt was ever a long-term hire, was he, or am I wrong? No, they gave him an extension. Oh, they did? Yeah, they brought like, him how as much an of one? Inter- I don't know, three years, I think. Okay. They brought him in as an interim. He did a fantastic job that Wh- year. Which he, he did. He did, and he... You know, he brought back a lot of the fundamentals to baseball, like overdid it on, you know, play, players knowing the basics of how to catch, how to field, how to throw, and all that stuff. I know that sounds elementary, but sometimes when you get to be such a high level, you forget about some of the smaller details. And so Schilty was that guy to kind of rein it back in. But I think they gave him a three-year extension. I mean, the three years, that's fine. I'm just saying I don't see him being a Tony Larusa guy that's here 10, 15 years from now. It seemed like more of a... Stopgap. I, mean, I think that's what they them. were hoping to be. I just because I, he. I mean, they're they're short in the in the accounting department where they got him from. Is that correct? Isn't that <laughs> he looks like an accountant? Does he not? <laughs> he does until until you see the behind the scenes. Thank you, Randy Rosarena, and uh, thank you for getting yourself <laughs> traded. You son of a. Anyways, uh, he's got a little bit of fire in his belly. Mm-hmm. Shilty does. And yeah. I think. Look. Donnie, to your point, it's tough right now, for sure. This is the worst stretch of baseball I've seen since 1993, my first time landing in St. Louis. The Cardinals have always been something worth watching, and it's tough now. Now it's tough to watch, and I have to watch it because I talk about it every (laughs) day. Right. So it's not like I can just be like, I'm going to turn it off and go on to something else. I'm gutting it out. But I don't think you can fire everybody. You know, it comes down to maybe you make a little switch, and sometimes instead of firing, maybe you add somebody. Like I said this yesterday on the fast lane, which is a two to six daily on 101 ESPN in St. Louis, set your clocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said instead of firing Jeff Albert, maybe you bring somebody in to you know help him out. So let's say it's a Matt Holiday, let's say it's a Jim Edmonds, let's I thought say about Matt Holiday it's a yesterday. Ryan Ludwig, let's say it's somebody like that who uh, who's already doing this kind of coaching slash tutoring type stuff for hitters in the majors. Bring them in, and maybe they're the the voice. Between the analytics and the player, there seems to be a gap, right? And maybe one of these guys is the translator. How about that? We call him the translator and gets the message of the players. Because I think what Jeff Albert is doing is the right thing to do because that's what they're doing all over baseball. The analytics, the, uh, the line drive company that he had before and all that stuff, that's players go flock to that in the offseason. But somewhere between that whole philosophy and the actual the art of hitting, there's a missed message somewhere. And I think that maybe adding a translator slash another coach could help that. I always thought that, uh, and I know there was a time during the, I guess, the Tony La Russa era that Ozzie Smith was, and there, you know, there was that friction, if you will. They hate each other. Yeah, and why, that's why Ozzie never you know, became a coach or anything like that. Maybe Ozzie doesn't want to do that. But I always thought he would be a great guy to be the go-between between all the powers that be and the actual players on the field. And a great example of that would have been a handful of years ago with that Brendan Ryan. Remember him? Oh, yeah. You remember <laughs> Brendan Ryan? Space space case Brendan Ryan. Yeah, he was yeah. a I mean, gold-glove candidate yeah. every time he played. But he was a space cadet, never batted more than my weight, probably at least for the Cardinals anyway. Yeah. I want to say he went on to win a World Series somewhere. I'm not maybe, positive. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, but anyway, I always thought if they – because he's such a good glove, if you remember. Ozzie Smith, an amazing glove at first, but he was almost an automatic out at first when he first came here, turned himself into a 300 hitter. I, I always 
was wondering why they didn't bring him in to go, okay, Brendan, we found something here with you. Here's Ozzy. You guys just yeah. hang out together and maybe turn him into something more. Well, and you know, like, you never know if it's the person, which I understand. And 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 I also, too, appreciate very much, going back to kind of what we were talking about a bit before, like continuity and leadership. I know that matters. Yeah. You know, I know it's a big deal, and I know that just because you fire X, Y, and Z doesn't mean things are going to turn around tomorrow, but I am just fascinated at when that moment becomes necessary and if with our if with our cardinals if we are dancing dangerously close to that to that moment well sometimes too you have to look at the players though okay oh, well, dude. because at the end of the day i can tell you this that no matter what i was coached and taught and told once my skates touch the ice I've got full control. It's you. It's on I you. I can do what I want. Now, it doesn't mean the coach is going to be happy when I come back off the ice. I might not see the ice again, but I have full control. And so, as far as the Cardinals are concerned, especially the offensive side, they get into that batter's box, and it's up to them. It's up to them to execute. And if they don't like what they're hearing or they don't understand, this isn't their first at-bat. Mm-hmm. They've played Little League, high school, college, minor pro, whatever it's been, right? They've been able to hit the ball and figure it out without all this other help. Go back to that. You know, it's pretty simple. Bat, ball, swing. And I know that's, like, really, really simplifying it, but you can't tell me. Like, I brought up Pete Rose the other day. and Never mind he's gambling and all this stuff. Pete Rose didn't have analytics to, to go by. He had what he was born with to pick up little things that the pitcher was doing, and make contact with the ball. He didn't try to hit home runs all the time. He made line drive contact. And why can't we go back to a little bit of that, where you it's a feel for the game. It's what you know. It's what you grew up doing. Instead of, well, this is what the printout tells me. Right. Get the printout out of your head. It's supposed to be there as an accessory. Not the main thing that's driving you on how to be a batter. Sure, and and this this crosses all sports, but I, you're maybe kind of playing off of the Edmund, uh, the Tommy Edmund uh, comments mm-hmm. uh, the other day when he kind of sort of alluded to the fact that we're not really all that prepared. I yeah, think and I one don't of think you Tommy guys... Edmund did a good job of explaining. No, he Boy, didn't. He sure did. Because that he... seemed like a massive sewer job. Yeah, and I didn't like the way it was presented. But I liked how you guys said on your show that hey, at, at a certain point, it, it's on you, dude. You know, you can have all this stuff, but it kind of like you were just saying, all the analytics and all the analytics and all of this information should just be a complimentary piece to just go out there and do your job. Yeah, 100%. And Tommy Edmund, I know what he was trying to say is uh, I think he was trying to place a little blame on himself first that maybe they're not prepared, like the players aren't prepared. But it translated to, hey, we're not being given the information, which. Quite honestly, talking to people on the inside, they're being given way too much information, I think. is It would be the opposite, yeah. And we had our good buddy Matt Holiday on the show, and we brought that up and said, hey, we're going to play a piece of audio for you here. Tell us what you think of this. And he's the one who got us on that trail. He said, it sounds to me like this lies on the player. He's like, yeah, you have certain philosophies, but it's 162 games. You need to take it upon yourself, too, to do a little research. Like, uh, simple stuff, like even as a hockey player. Here's the basic systems and their power play and their setup and their line rushes and all that stuff. But I need to know, like when I'm on the ice against Joe Sackick, what does Joe Sackick like to do? Well, I can't give him any room because he's got one of the quickest releases in hockey. If I'm more than a stick length away, I'm screwed. Keith Kachuk likes to go down the right wing, flip the puck up on his forehand, drive to the middle of the ice and take a shot from the center of the ice. So guess what? I have to deny him the middle of the ice. None of that is on the team report. Right. That's stuff that I know. 
that's stuff that I have to execute. So that goes back to Tommy Edmond again. If pitcher X, Y, or Z, or team X, Y, or Z are doing this, or this kind of pitch count, or this kind of sequence, rather, it's up to Tommy Edmond to figure it out. And you did, or ask somebody, ask a veteran guy. Hey, what do you know about this guy? Hey, I'm having trouble with this. There is no way the information is not out there or available for them to get at this point in in just the way technology works, yeah, man. Right. And, and to your point, sometimes maybe it's a little bit too much information. Yeah. And Tommy Emmons, he's a very analytically driven person. His whole family is like analytics. I think his sister does analytics for the Cardinals. And then his brother for the Red Sox, I believe. Wow. It's yeah. So maybe Tommy Edmond is looking too much into it. I don't know. All I know is that that comment, I think it's it should be placed on both sides of the equation. The player's fault and the coach's fault. If the player feels that way, then you need to go grab that player and say, okay. Where is the disconnect? Now, if the player feels that way, he needs to go to the coach and not to the media. And you said the you said the Kachuk word first, so we're <laughs> gonna, we're going to have to bring this up. Yeah, even though you Walt, said Keith Kachuk, Big Walt loves to play golf these days. That's no, not who we're, we're not talking about <laughs> him. Oddly enough, Big Walt doesn't like to go to the driving range. He doesn't like to go practice. He no. just likes to go play. So Walt's a, a gamer. Chantel's doing great. Uh, who we're talking she's about the, really uh, not who we're talking you know, she's about. She's the backbone of the family. She's the backbone of the right? family. Great. Karen, great. she's an incredible athlete. Some say the best athlete <laughs> in the entire family. Brady's doing great. He's a restricted free agent up in Ottawa. Some say he'll be the captain if he signs My God, how many Kachucks are there? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think we got them all. Uh, you, got, you got them all? The yeah. other one? Except for the one that we want on our oh, team. Oh, no, they were just on a family vacation. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, Keith likes to get away uh, when the seasons are over and get all the family. Because, you know, I they heard. don't have time. Some good family. I heard. heard. They went down to the Bahamas. I heard. I, I can turn your mic on. <laughs> I heard. If I could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> See, what, what, you. She my <laughs> I heard uh, chatter in the uh, hallway that... Uh, the first step in making this deal put together that you authored, oh, by I the did. way, this, oh, wow. is, this is a bill that Senator Rivers uh, is authoring Uh-oh. over here. Uh, a handful of people to the uh, Calgary Flames in exchange for that Kachuk dude. And one person in that trade for you was Vladimir Tarasenko, who has a full no trade clause. I think he's got a no trade clause, but usually the t- the the Blues or the team would ask for a list of teams he would not want to go to. And and I hear that today he may have given them that list. Yeah, well, apparently rumor has it Frank Saravelli, who used to be with TSN, is kind of out on his own now. He's a reputable guy. He's a blue check mark in the hockey world, and um, he says that Tarasenko has submitted a list of teams that. Either he will go to or he won't go to. And we've been digging through the interwebs here, and uh, we haven't been able to find that list in particular. But I'm anxious to see, you know, what teams would be on there. I think they're, you know, we probably have the obvious ones. I don't think Ottawa. I don't think Winnipeg. I don't think Buffalo. I think the, the bottom of the barrel is probably not going to be on his list of desired places. But the fact, though, guys, here I think the biggest thing is, and I think, Donnie, you – touched on this before we even started. The fact is that now we're talking about it openly. Right. It's almost like uh, when you have a big secret and then all of a sudden people start to talk about it. And now you're talking about it openly and you can't believe, oh my gosh, are we really talking about this in, in public? Okay. Well, yeah, we are. Real talk here. Us three guys just taking guesses. Okay, just Jeff, three dudes Jeff, without Jeff. shirts on talking, right? Hey, Donnie, let Jeff turn the mics off. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Donnie, if you, ahead. as of right now, I say that there is next to zero chance that we start the year with Vladimir Tarasenko as a St. Louis Blue. Gentlemen, what do you, and you know, just 
you know, man, this is just my 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 gut don't telling worry, the me mic's that. Rough, so speak freely. <laughs> but but seriously, what do you what do you guys? I think, think it very much depends on the list that he submitted. But I think it's a high high chance that he's no longer a blue. I think it's fifty fifty. Honestly, I think that because of this chatter, teams are going to try and go for the jugular on Doug Armstrong. You know, and push. And Army is not that kind of dude. You're not going to. You're, You're not, not going to him. shove up against him in a trade. He's going to be like, whoa, keep your distance. And so it's going to take some time. Um, I could see it happening around the NHL draft, uh, which, I mean, it takes time. It's a couple weeks away or 10 days away, whatever the heck it is now. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. And if the, the best deal doesn't come through, if everybody's trying to fleece Army, he'll hang on. He will hang on, and then what will happen is somebody will lose a player through free agency. Something will happen. Somebody will sign a guy that somebody else wanted, and now that team's left without a chair, and the music stops, and they're going to go, hey, we need a 30-goal score. Hey, Army, have you got any time to talk about Tarasenko? So that's what I think. All right, Jeff, turn the mics back. But, okay. But, but, okay, but then are we already at the point almost of no return with Tarasenko, and are we running the risk of him being like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, that's what we want. And, and I mean, are we? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Did I, I mean, say that out loud? <laughs> Damn, turn the mics From back a on. business standpoint, that's what we want. No, is but what you're saying. What yeah. you want? Okay, so first of all, let me clarify that. It's not that I don't want Vladimir Tarasenko wearing a blue note. You'd be crazy not to want a guy who's produced so much in the NHL. But if you're considering trying to move a guy that has a full no trade clause. Ultimately, the goal at that point is you want him to say, I don't even care. I just want out. I'm so pissed at you guys. That's a dream come true. Yeah. Because now there's no tiptoeing around certain teams and worrying about certain deals that you have to make. Now it's free reign. You're like, okay, turn all the phone lines on. We're open for business. Yeah, and when you first started talking about this deal, you said the first thing that they need to do is make Tarasenko not want to be here. No, I didn't for lack of a better I term. I didn't say <laughs> that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't say did. that. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any concern you know, like, so if uh, if the Cardinals are going to make a deal, we're not trading with the they Cubs. Can't, they can't pick up Tarasenko as far as I know. They'd have to sign him as a free agent. Right, yeah. And he is, I think he's just, a, he's a righty-righty, right? We need what, a left-hander. What I, you know, what he's I, a lefty bat, uh, righty thrower. Well, uh, Shecky, hang on just one second. Shecky? Who's he calling Shecky? I'm assuming. <laughs> Probably man. both of you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. But no, but but are you worried about, about trading Tarasenko in the West? Are you trying to get him to the East? Are you even concerned about that at this point? I'm not concerned about anything when it comes to trades anymore. What I'm concerned about is making my team better. And then a player that I trade goes on and has success, well, great. Good for him. Good for him. It, it's like... To me, it's like an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife or a best friend that all of a sudden you're not together anymore. Do you really – like, unless they've done something really bad to you, most of the time you're like, go get it, man. Right. Get after life. Go get it. And Tarasenko hasn't done anything bad to the Blues. He's played his guts out. He won a Stanley Cup. He scored 40 goals for this team. He's been uh, a very, very good guy in the community, a reputable face. His kids play youth hockey here in St. Louis. I wish no ill upon this guy. So if Army can make a trade within, even within the division, the central division, which sounds crazy, but even then, so be it. And if I'm making a trade, it's because I'm happy with the return, if I'm Doug Armstrong. And then I don't really care what Vladimir Tarasenko does. Yeah, when we play him, we're going to want our pound of flesh. We're going to want to beat him. But at the end of the day, this is the player that I want or the players that I wanted. So I'm ready to move forward in a different direction. We talk about the uh, the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We can do that if you'd like. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was kind of an ass whooping, a little bit of a shellacking. Uh, not exactly yeah, leaving them out behind I, the tool shed or anything, but man, did they set a tone. And I'll Holy be cow. and I'll be honest, 
pardon me, <clears throat> I was back and forth between that and the Cardinal game because I'm a glutton for punishment as far as the Cardinals. By the way, the Cardinals how freaking long was that Cardinals game? I Dude, didn't. I watched the entire hockey game, which, by the way, they started at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I was back and forth like you, Donnie. I had the, uh, the tablet going with the Cardinals game and the TV with the Blues game. Or not the Blues, the playoff game. Wish it was the Blues. <laughs> and all of a sudden the hockey game's over and then I've got the tablet and then I'm going up to bed and then I'm in bed. And then now I'm fighting back sleeping because and we're still in the ball game. Man, there's Sorry. nothing. There's nothing that makes a baseball game seem even slower than flipping back and forth from hockey to baseball. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's actually combo. that's a good point. But, but I do it all the time. I yeah. do, and then when I look at it, I go, "Oh my gosh!" I even said out loud the other day that if if they want to speed up baseball, and I'm not 100 percent sure they want to. Oh, they do. Okay, they do. If they want to speed up baseball, why don't you have them maybe the on deck guy a little more prepared? Like, you know, you're on deck or say you're Donnie, you're batting and I'm on deck and you fly out the center and you, and you've already rounded, you know, first and come back into the deck. And here I am over on the on deck circle, still pine tarring it up and taking my practice swings and at least start walking towards a damn plate. The way they fix that is a pitch my clock. Goodness. It's a pitch clock. Right. And so while you're in a, a sequence with a batter, like one batter is up, I think you have a certain amount of time between pitches. And then once that batter hits or he's called out, I think they start a pitch clock to where yeah. you're in the got... box or it's a strike. Exactly. So the pitcher can fire away. So the batter's got to hurry his ass up and get in the box, get prepared, fix his gloves 12 times, right. range a helmet. Like that stuff gets old to me too. Cause oh my God. Those guys are supposed to stay in the batter's box and all the time they're stepping out, they readjust their gloves. Like, if there's something wrong with your Velcro, dude, get a new pair of yeah, gloves. Those are the most expensive batting gloves in the entire world, A. Two, you didn't pay for them. And C, you're adjusting them after every, every pitch. Every single one, which yeah. is crazy to me. I, I is, get a routine. I understand that. Yeah. But come on. Remember Terry Pendleton used to, once he got in the box, he always had a foot in the box. Yeah. He would take one foot out yeah. and do whatever he needed to do and then get back in. Ozzie That's Smith, what they should times, actually enforce. How many times did Ozzie Smith readjust his gloves? Oh, he didn't wear gloves. Correct. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a that's a point and a half, Jeff. You lose. <laughs> but I just Damn it. to me, man, as a, as a baseball fan, it's so friggin' frustrating. But when, as a hockey fan, when I know the game starts at seven fifteen, I know by nine forty five, ten o'clock, game's over. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're up, dude, if you are a parent and you're taking like a kid, your kid to a ball game, and you're like, I could be here for two and a half hours, or I could be here for. Four hours. Yeah. That doesn't even make logical sense for somebody that's going and I to watch do that, some man. Of the kids and, and lucky kids to be in the green seats as I'm watching. But they get some bored. These, they're asleep. Dude. Last night there were two kids. I'm looking over, and the dad, who's great trooper, he's got his arm around the kid. The kid's asleep watching in the last inning and a half. I'm like, oh my god. It, it is sorry, man, dude. It is frustrating for me. Like as so obviously, I mean, I love baseball. I love hockey, but it it. Pisses me off that hockey is not a bigger sport, and baseball seemingly is doing everything they can to get in their way to just make things way more difficult. And even the ways that they're slow or, or trying to speed up the game, 
I don't know that they are. And it just feels like the game is different more than anything else to me. And I know how things change, man, but I'm tired of strikeouts or home runs. There needs to well, be more activity anywhere, yeah. in the game. I know, man. That's but, not going anywhere. But I'm just saying there has to be more movement in the game as opposed to, I think there's a country artist for the WIL side of things. Oh, they're setting up That's, security? No, no, I think they're getting ready to leave because oh. there was somebody with a guitar in the WIL. Oh, the female oh, that, with no. the guitar? Yes. Yeah, that was my guitar. I had her carry it for me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was very nice. Of her. That's super nice. She's great. Well, She's handler. on a very positive note, we did find out yesterday uh, that the uh, that the Blues and the Wild will be playing at Target Field for the Winter Classic, which is really, really fantastic. The Blues doing two of these things in like five years now, which is really awesome. And that means that the Blackhawks aren't involved, which, which is, is awesome. really refreshing. Yeah, which, which is always is, very cool. Which is really good right now. I'm okay not talking about the Blackhawks. I'm a little, um, you know, we had somebody tweet at us uh, if we're going to yeah. talk about this Blackhawks situation right. with these uh, sexual assault allegations and stuff, which, listen, I haven't read enough about it to have a an actual comment on it. But the fact that it happened and that it sounds like it really did happen is is awful. And if guys or coaches are leveraging pro hockey jobs for other stuff that are involved, I mean, it's crazy. And if the organization was notified, which I can tell you what, Paul Vincent, who's the skills coach, who's been at the forefront of this because apparently he was the first guy that the players told, hey, something, this isn't right, what what this guy's doing. He's a former state trooper in Massachusetts. He says he brought it to the top dogs and told them, I believe him. I know Mr. Vincent. Mr. V is an awesome dude. I crossed paths with him in my hockey journey. He adopted five kids because his wife couldn't have kids, and they were all kids of different backgrounds and races and all that stuff. He's an unbelievable dude. And if he says that he was told this and that he passed it on, then the Blackhawks, they've got some explaining to do, and I'm not thrilled. So I'm happy that the Blackhawks, you know, to put a – to put a bow on this for now and tuck it away until we get more information and things like that, I'm glad they're not involved in any of the big stage events that the NHL I bet happened. the NHL is very glad of that as well. They are right now, too. Yeah. But our Blues are. Boy, they sure So question for you guys. And Meet asked me this yesterday. He said, is the window closing on the Blues, though, for these special events? Meaning the Winter Classic, the All-Star Game, now they're in another Winter Classic – is the window closing for the Blues if they don't have success again or they don't grab a star player? Hell well, yeah. You, yeah, you kind of changed the what my, I was going to say, but I would say hell yeah unless they have. They make a big splash this offseason right. and or have a good season next season to keep the – the uh, on the radar of the NHL. Yeah, but I'm buzz, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if they but if they peter again, if they peter off again, yeah. then that's, you know, a playoff, you know, the the bubble playoff series this season and next. I'm not prepared for that. God dang it. I'm not prepared I'm not for either. that even in the because, work. Yeah, cuz we always said, <laughs> hey, to be involved in these special events, you got to win. They won the Stanley Cup and now they're involved. You got to keep it going. You got to keep the motor People going. People piss and moan about the Black Hawks being involved in all these. They also won three Stanley Cups in a decade. Listen, and I so underst- that gives them a bigger window. You Listen, know? man, I understand every every logical bit of it, and I will be the first one to say the only reason I don't like it 
it's because I hate them. Sure. That that I, I, I I'm with you. I dude, I completely too. get it. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. It just got old after a while when you when when you saw it. But I gotta tell you what, and I don't it's not possible probably. I cannot imagine going to one of these things. I didn't get to go when it was at Bush here. Yeah, it just looks so amazing. One of the first years when it was Buffalo and it was freaking snowing against Pittsburgh. They got the guys oh with God. the stocking hats yes. on out that there. That was the very yeah. first one. Dude, yeah. that was so awesome, man. So awesome. I just I just love the event as a whole and think it is just a great way to showcase the game, man, and what it and just what a great game it is. It is. Very much so. It's exciting. I'm glad the league held up their end of the bargain because they weren't contractually obligated to include the blues. The only obligation they had was for 2021 was the Minnesota Wild to host the uh, the Winter Classic at Target Field. And they even said it last year uh, towards the end. It could change. And I thought, man, the Wild have had quite a rivalry against Vegas lately. And Vegas is kind of the new darling. I was worried that they'd flip-flop it. But I'm glad the league followed through with this and that the Blues are going to be the team that that plays uh, the wild with all with all of this chatter about all the changes the Blues need to make, and maybe Kachuk could be coming here, or somebody else yes, may Jeff. want to come sign think here. About it. Positive thinking, positive thinking. Yes, we will will it to happen. All right, well we're going to go Landeskog now. Then <laughs> come on, come on. Would, would would the news of a winner? Uh, an outdoor game like this, would that make a free agent go, ooh, you know what, I want to be in on that. Maybe I'll go sign a, a year with them or two um, years with them. Or is it not that big of a deal to make somebody actually sign with a team just for that? I feel like it would be a cherry on top. Yeah, maybe just depending some added value if nothing else. Yeah, Depending on the player, like if it's a veteran-type guy who's been a part of some things before and he hasn't been a part of something like this in his career – it's a cherry on top, like Donnie said. It's not going to sway me to take less money or go to a spot. You know, I, not me. It wouldn't. I mean, it's an outdoor game, which is great. It's fantastic. Now I've had the privilege of playing in an alumni one, and I thought that was pretty darn cool. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's cool enough to like say, okay, I'll take a million dollars less. Right. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Just saying. Let me throw this one out there. Uh, and, I, man, I meant to bring this up earlier. Darn it. Dang it. Darn it. Um, I just want to say this, and then I want to watch him on, I want to watch him react. Okay. And you're going to be in on this too, Jamie. Okay. So, uh, the second to last game of the Vegas series with uh, Montreal, here we go. Petro was in the penalty box, and he broke the penalty box camera with his stick. The press conference... The following day, whoa, baby, Petro was grumpy, Gus. Prior to that in the series, Jeff, you said it was a stick-up-somebody's-nose situation. Yeah, yeah, he was chatting with somebody and took the butt end of his stick and went up his chin and his nose with it. And yeah. then when they were skating away, Petro started s- slapping the back of the guy's leg with mm-hmm. the stick. What's my question? Here's my question. Go for it. What happened to our nice Petro? Plus, he's hanging out with that Mark Stone douche. Yeah, That's absolutely. Fine. So it's rubbing off on him in the exact wrong way. I don't want them to hang out this Come on, summer. man. He's Correct. one of the best hockey players in the entire world. He doesn't need to do this. I stuff. understand, guys. But what could we have used on the blue line this year? I know. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, never mind the talent. What What did you just describe, Donnie? Nah, you sandpaper. Oh, okay. Just checking. No, I'm too. But that's not his. That's not his game, though. He's, he's the evolving, best player Jeff. in the entire. He's devolving. He's no, he's turn, not. He's turning to Mark Stone. Okay, listen. He's not. Devolving. Don't you point at me and say, I'm "Listen, you." I'll come over this desk <laughs> oh, in a second. Guys. No, I won't. I love you <laughs> I'm, too much. I'm going to start recording this. <laughs> but if you look at Petro's playoff, he was leading the Con Smythe discussion until they were el- eliminated. What he did in the playoffs this year was far greater than what he did with the Blues on a personal level. 
So whatever he was doing, whether it was in your face, ask Nathan McKinnon how he feels about Petro. Ask Gabriel Landeskog what he feels about Alex Petrangelo. They're not going to have very nice things to say. Guess what? They did it from the golf course before Petro did. Mm. No, hey, 100%. I'm all for it. it. Anytime I see a stick go up a little, I'm okay. I'm like, you know what? It brings a little tear to my Dude, eye. we have just been, it brought <laughs> we, a tear to that guy's uh, eye, too. It, we, that's it, my boy. It just feels like a different sort of personality. That's that. That's it as yeah, much as anything else. He's the game by the balls, and he's shaking. He's like, that's right. This is my game. I own it. It's seven more years in Vegas. Have you seen my house? I've got a car that? commercial now. Do you yeah. know who I am? Petro didn't even know I was. I visited and stayed in this garage for three weeks. Never even came. He didn't down. even know it. <laughs> no. You're trying to tell me he got all that money and moved to Vegas and he's driving a Honda van? Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm I just saying. Uber and- Eats delivering it to the basement. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, guys. So the finals will be over in the next week. In the next, you know, seven to ten days or what have you then jamie when do things start popping off like when is free agency draft when is i mean yeah. it's really short thereafter I, right yeah i've i've lost track a little bit here donnie because i've been so dedicated to our st louis cardinals um <laughs> and i know that the the time <laughs> is ticking <laughs> here. Well, at, least, out? at least you probably care more than the people on the team yeah. do sometimes i think Fo- follow that's a good point mm. uh following the final game in the stanley cup uh, finals Next step is the expansion draft, which comes shortly after that. And then after that will be the real, the entry draft and then free agency. It's going to be like running downhill here in a hurry. Uh, so Doug Armstrong right now has to be, and the Blues have to be uh, ready to go. They have to be ready for everything right now. So so are they at... So they are, are they at the arena now? Are they having meetings every day? Uh, or are they just zooming meetings every day? Probably but there zoom is a, meetings. But there's a plan of action every day. They're chipping away. Oh, they're gosh. working on yeah, something. Yeah. They've got the the dry erase board going. They've got their protected list. They've got their unprotected geyser scenarios. There's already been discussions with Seattle. I guarantee it over what players they might be interested in, and then from there, what's our pivot as the St. Louis Blues? You know, Chris Kerber brought up an interesting comment the other day that Tory Krug. Might be in play. It's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Apparently, something, you know, went sideways there. Uh, I don't really know enough about it. It shocked me too. But all of a sudden, is Tory Krug in play? If so, you know, what would Doug Armstrong be looking for? I'd have to do a lot more background check on that because it was news to me too as a surprise to me as well well and i think it's interesting how you said it's not up on your show actually probably um because we're on the tip of information especially when it comes to hockey over there um i think it's i think what's interesting is is what you mentioned a couple of shows ago that it's not just a hard and fast okay well here comes the trade deadline or here comes the expansion draft the teams actually make deals kind of the kind of sidebar deals like we you could say with seattle hey look we're gonna leave X player exposed, but don't pick them, and therefore we'll do this for you Correct. at another time. Yeah, that makes this time of, of year Greece, even more yeah, interesting. With uh, a couple of draft picks, and maybe this young guy here, you take your pick, but leave so and so alone. And that's not like collusion or no. any of that kind of stuff. It's nope. just sidebar conversations. Just sidebar conversations, dude. If Tory Crew got traded, isn't that or or got picked up by Seattle? Isn't that Doug Armstrong's kind of way of going? Whoops! Yeah, but I mean, if if you're going to whoops, do it now as opposed to in seven years. No, 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 no. I'm going to correct myself. Or is it him saying and having conversations with the coach saying, maybe this just isn't the right player for our system? Maybe it's the player saying this maybe isn't the right team for me. 
Maybe oh, he needs. Maybe he need, Maybe he needs to go with Tarasenko right, right, right. to Calgary, and we get uh, uh, Kachuk back. That's what we do. We we send Krug to Calgary. Well, and Kachuk, Mark, Kachuk. Mark Giordano, it will be picked up by the Seattle Kraken. He will be, and that's a left-handed shot defenseman that makes about six million dollars a year. Um, plays in the top four. I mean, that sounds like Tori Tori hmm, Krug, right? Could be. Hmm. Could be yours, dudes. This is so exciting. <laughs> This is so exciting. Like, I can't wait to see what goes on, and then I can't wait to complain when it doesn't happen the way that I right, wanted right. to. God, I love sports. Free agency is so the 20, 28th of July, I just looked up. Uh, is that right? Yeah. It should be July 1st. Oh, July 1st? Free yeah. agency? Usually. Well, well but that, that's the, like two but days the, from but now. But the finals will still be going on. Oh, yeah. No, wait. Oh, sorry. I have Jeff. July 28th in the Google. Okay, I'll go with yours. All right, thanks. <laughs> sorry, Jamie. I didn't mean to yell <laughs> at you. My brain is like July 1st because that's always a Canada day. And I was like, free agency. I'm going to go get pinned right now. Uh, call me if you need me. Guy got the call the one time from Guy Carboneau. I was just pinned up at the lake, and he's like, hey, Riv, uh, we're going to sign you to a contract. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it, Carbo. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Have you always had that accent? Where where should I send it, he says. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even have a printer or a computer up here. (laughs) So he sent it to the hardware store in the little village. It was amazing. We'll save that for draft week. Oh, you got to be kidding me. You had, a, you had a contract sent to oh, a hardware incredible. store. Harold was the guy at the hardware store. Wow. It's amazing stuff. Can I get my, can I get my uh, contract and some 10-penny nails? That'd be great. Imagine Dang. getting a Montreal Canadiens contract sent to your hardware store, and your hardware store is located in this little wee French village in Quebec. Oh, no. They were, like, taking Polaroids of this thing. They're like, <laughs> 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 they were, man. They Actual still talk, Polaroids. Dude, they Actual. still talk yeah, about that to waving this them day. around in the air. <laughs> It is That's the Last great. Minute Blues Podcast. Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers. Share us with your uh, hockey loving friends. We love doing this for you. As always, when it's applicable, let's go, Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.